Good morning, everybody. Today we will be learning Daf Lama Tess in Maseches Psachim. This is a special edition of our Daf Shir because I am not in our usual spot in Bnei Jacob Shari Zion in Baltimore. Rather, I am with our new granddaughter, Tehila Rivka Lavi, over here in Muncie. And so we're dedicating this year, as always, Leila Nishmas Rav Chaim Zev and Rav Avram Arna Levi. But we're also a special dedication to Moshe and Adar, the proud parents, and to Tehila Rivka Lavi. May they be zoche to enjoy her in good health. And may we have much, much joy and be zoche to see Yeshuos together. Now, as it turns out, I didn't want to miss today's year, even though I was not in town. Bezat Hashem tomorrow will be live. Because it's the only daf really here where the entire daf essentially is dedicated to Marar. Up until now, we've been discussing Matzah. We know that Mido Raisa, the Korban Pesach, is, it says in the Pasuk, Matzos Umerorim Yochluhu, right? That the Korban Pesach had to be eaten with Matzah and with Mar. So we've been discussing what Matzah is. Matzah is interesting, right? It's the same ingredients in bread, so that's dangerous territory because you're using the flour and you're using the water, and it's a question of how are you going to moisten this flour and not let it rise? And so that was discussed up until now. If you dop him, we'll discuss it again tomorrow. Uh, the idea of Gibrachts also uh, seeps his way in, pun intended, to these issues as far as matzah, because you have the same ingredients, and it's just a question of leavening or not leavening. Mar is an entirely different thing, right? Mar is this bitter, well, we know it as a bitter herb. We'll see the Gemara asks, like, maybe it's spicy too, not like mar is really more a description of taste, right? It's a description of bitterness. And the question is, well, what is this thing? So obviously there's a Mesorah and there's a Tarsha Belpeh. This was uh, of, of great consequence, however, because in this man of the Beis HaMikdash, this is a mitzvah del Reisik. Um, and so, but even today, right, we say Alachilas Mar, we make the bracha, and we want to know what the Mar is. And so we have a Mesorah for that. The Mishnah starts on the very first word, on Lamatesa Medalif, and it says as follows. It's listing now vegetables that would be considered uh, suitable for Mar, it is discussed as well that these vegetables are in specific order. This is something that uh, already dates back um, all the way to to earlier Mefarshim. However, it's most uh, recently been applied, and I heard it quoted in the name of Rav Chaim Kanievsky, uh, where he discusses that this is true of all the lists in the Mishnayos, that when it has a list, it's of the optimum and most ideal first. So anyways... The point here, however, is that Rashi himself doesn't know what half of these things are. So if we don't know what they are, we don't understand it in Hebrew, we don't understand it in English, so we, we need to rely on our rabbis to teach us what exactly we're supposed to be eating in order to, um, in order to be Yotza the Mitzvah of Mar. I should also add that the most common is the Chasa, the Romaine lettuce, and there are those, of course, who'll say, I'm told that the Chazanish holds that that's not good because simply it's not bitter. And as we said, Mara itself, um, and we'll see discussion of that in the Gemara, is, it, is the taste the primary issue here, right? Because obviously there is an element of taste that's important in defining what this Mara is. So the question is, if you have Chasa, and that's the most ideal, as we'll see, then perhaps that, if it's not bitter, perhaps that's a problem. You know, the, the opposite would also be true. If you have something that's bitter, but it doesn't fall into the categories of our Masara, of what Mar is supposed to be, so that would be problematic as well. And so that's why we have this discussion as we will now begin. Without further ado, 
as to what mar is. Says the mission of Eli, These are the different vegetables, which you could be yotze, the chiyuv of what? Of mar on Pesach, bechazeres. So right away, the first item here, which will be defined in the Gemara, is chazeres, tamcha, uvecharvina, charchav, well, that's interesting. Mar is listed last. So presumably, right, the mar that's mentioned in the Pasuk and this colloquial mar that's mentioned over here are two different things, but one can be used to be out to the other. Okay, so you could have this either moist or dry. You can't have pickled mar. Or stewed or cooked. And interestingly enough, the Mishnah here says that you could take different kinds. So let's suppose the Chazaris and the Tamcha, the first two mentioned here, are the ones you could take the, both of them and be mitzvah them to Kazais. So I had heard, I think it was Rabbi, we'll say Ari Leibowitz, although it may have been Rabbi Rosner, Shlita, the great Dafyomi masters, point out that this would be true of matzah as well. However, with matzah, even though people make a big deal sometimes, they'll say, oh, well, I have spelt, I have this, I have that. Really, it all tastes kind of like the same. Uh, with regards to mar, certainly where the taste, again, is so much more primary, if one is sharper than the other, then maybe one would argue that the two would not combine to form a shear of a kazais. And of course, it says, Every time we say yochluhu, we say that that implies a shear of kazais, so perhaps it wouldn't... Um, be mitzvah to kazayis if it has different levels of sharpness. Be that as it may, we say that it is mitzvah to kazayis. That's why it's a chiddush in the Mishnah. The Mishnah continues to say v'yotzim bekelach shalahen. You can fulfill the obligation once we've identified what what this mar is. Then you don't have to only eat the leaves. It could also be with the stalks uvidimai. And now we're getting back to issues we were talking about with the pesachim before. Can you have, can be Yotzeh with Mara, that's Demai, Uvamaisa Rishon, Shanitla, Trumbaso, or Maisa Rishon, where Trumba was taken, Uvamaisa Shani, Vahektash, and Niftu, or Maisa Shani and Hektash that were redeemed. We saw this in previous Mesachtas, and we also saw it in previous Dafim recently, this idea where the Gemara would explain why this is a Chiddush, because these are things that are, in fact, edible, and so we'd have to understand, but they're not ideal, so we'd have to understand the rulings as to why this would be, in fact, um, uh, a way to be Yotzeh the Chova in these specific situations. And so now we resume with the Gemara. And the Gemara identifies what these items are. So the Gemara starts by saying, Chazeres, Chasa. Chazeres is Chasa. Anyone who's ever ordered a salad in Israel knows that Chasa colloquially is lettuce. Okay. So again, the Chazanish would say, well, that's kind of almost sweet. Um, so you have to understand that although lettuce doesn't have a bitter taste, it can be considered mar because if you leave it to grow, the leaf can become tough and bitter. So that can get into a conversation, right? The Chazanish is going to say, well, it has to have somewhat of a bitter taste. Do we care whether it's bitter when we're actually eating it or whether it can become bitter? This is obviously going to be a discussion. I wanted to also point out, I uh, neglect, I meant, meant to mention this in the introduction. It's interesting that in this tremendous time of Simcha, where we're talking about the sugya of Mar with Tehila Rivka here chilling in whatever apparatus my son Moshe bought for her, this uh, electronic thing that moves her around, uh, this pod, I guess it is. Um, and so it's actually significant because just like the story of Pesach itself and our right, redemption, where it had a bitterness to it and it had a sweetness to it. We know that there's bitterness in the world. Many people are um, certainly suffering uh, of late 
um, the community of Baltimore itself is mourning the untimely passing of Rebetzin Weisbord, etc. Aleha Shalom. And yet it is those moments also that uh, teach us to hold on to the beautiful uh, blessings that we do have at, at the same time. And so even though we are learning Mar, while, while we're learning Mar, we're listening to the electro- electronic pa- pod of Tehillah Lavi and watching uh, the beautiful bracha that she is. And so it is all intertwined in the redemptive experience. May we be zochet geula soon, where the, even the taste of Mar will help us appreciate the sweet taste of redemption uh, even more profoundly. Okay. So Ulshin is so Chazaris is Chasa. Ulshin is Hindavi. Hindavi sounds a lot like endives. Tamcha Amarab here we're gonna have Machlokas. Amarab Barbarchana Tamcha Tamachta Shma. Okay. Charvina Amarab Shimon Melakish Atzvasa de Dikla, the vine of a palm tree. Uve Marar is Mirirsa. Okay, well Mirirsa, what's Mirirsa? Rashi says it's bitter it's Amarfoil. Well Rashi spoke French, he lived in France. Amorfoil is like bitter leaves. Okay, it's like a wormwood. Either way, so we see it's not like when the Torah said Mara, it meant wormwood necessarily, but certainly it seems that you would be Yotze. Okay, so we have a Brysa, Tani Bar Kapara, but Kapara taught the following Brysa. Eli Rakasha, the Mesuben, and the Chavaz of Pesach. That is a, a uh, cut and paste of our Mishnah, and yet it has a different, slightly different list, uh, order. The Ulshun of Samcho, the Charachalin, the Charvivin, the Chazirin. Um, so we have a brisa that has it a slightly different order, adds the chazarin in here, and the chazarin sounds like what Rebuda ultimately says, which is the wild ocean and the ocean of the Gina. So the ocean are obviously shout out to Michael Ocean, of course, which is um, which are can be wild or they can be domesticated, so to speak, in your garden. And the Chazeres, which is a uh, lashon that we see, right, uh, associated very often with uh, with the Seder plate, right, with regards to Mar. Now, Mar is going to interrupt this Bryce and say, Ulshagina v'chazeres, hatana l'reisha. Why are you mentioning that Ulshagina and Chazeres uh, are suitable? That we already had in the first part of the Bryce. So why exactly are you, re- right, in other words, Rabbi Huda, why are you repeating yeah, it's that you're making it sound like you're adding something, but you're not. You're just repeating from the Bryce. So what's going on? So the Gemara answers, Now he's saying that are also suitable for Mar, just like the aforementioned uh, Garden Ocean and the Chazeres of the Bryce. Why he picked those two would be uh, a, a, a separate question. But that would at least answer why, even though he repeats himself, he sounds like he's saying something new. Okay, let's get back to the Bryce of Rabbi Mayer, however, Omer. Uh, not however, but he, and additionally, Omer. Af asvas vitur umar yuroar. These are also acceptable things. We don't know what any of these things are. And Amar lay, um, right, um, I think Rashi himself says, yeah, in, in those days they knew what those things were. We're not sure what they are anymore. Amar lay, Rabbi Yossi, asvas vitur echadhu. Umar Zayur R. So Rabbi Yossi is sort of like commenting, qualifying our mayor, saying that he's explaining that Asvas and Tur are the same thing and that Mar is your R. Okay. Okay. Now, another Brysa that in the same vein lists suitable vegetables. Sunny, the Bay Shemuel, Eli Rakashadam Yatsubanya de Chavazu Pesach, cut and paste. What are these vegetables? Bechazeris. So there, Chazeris is first. Perhaps that's why it's like that. 
on the state of plate. But Ulshin of Tamcha, of Rechabinin, of Recharginin, of Hardofnin, Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Av Chazeres Yulin, Vechazeres Galen, Kiyotz Behen. These are also acceptable. Rabbi Loi Omer Mishum, Rabbi Leazer, Av Arkabalim. Also the Arkabalim are suitable. Vechazarti al Kol Talmidav, Vikashri, Lichaver, Velomatsasi. And I made the rounds, and I went to all the Talmidim, and I searched for people to tell me that this was also good, and everybody gave me um, the cold shoulder. I did not find anybody who could corroborate this. However, pulled through, he conceded that in fact our Kabbalim are acceptable, and that was awesome. Now, so again, there, there was a Masora here that anything that had a sap, okay, Rabbi saying, is in fact also suitable. Well, in other words, like it oozes out, Rashi has an interesting word uh, that sounds like lactate, like lachtucha, which lactate is from the word milk, oozes like a milky white kind of sap, okay? Now, you know, these are, these are things that must be a masower, right? And, and it can't be every vegetable that has a sap, maybe it also has to be bitter, it's unclear here to me. Any vegetable whose appearance is pale green. So the acherim here make, right, make the most eminent sense, right? Because he's saying if one of these, um, one of these characteristics are present, so then it's not going to be enough to say, oh, just because it's a pale green, so I don't care what it is, the mint is going to be used as mara? I don't know. Acherim are saying no. That it has to have all of these qualifications. It has to be bitter, and it has to have the sap, and it has to be pale green. That's how you know that it's mar. Oh. Okay, so the Gemara is going to say, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. So now we're Marayim are getting in on the act over here. Medivrei Kulan Nilmad. From all of these aforementioned Tanaim, who talked about the different vegetables being suitable as mar, you can extrapolate the Yarak Mar Yeshul Shraf Ufan of Machsifim. Right? So he's agreeing with this idea that a bitter herb should have sap, and it should be pale green, and that would all sort of like come together to prove to show you that this is in fact the proper bitter herb that we're going to use for mar. And sure enough, Amaravuna halacha ke'acherim. It sounds like again he's going along the same lines as Rabbi Yochanan, where Rabbi Yochanan is uh, sort of pointing it out as a physical reality. Ravuna over here is saying halachically that in fact we hold like the acherim. Okay, so that that actually. Uh, Actually, right now it sounds like uh, we can we can really this resonates with us. Okay, so let's tell a story. Story time. Ravina found Ravacha, the son of Rava. He's looking in search for something to use as mar. He specifically wants to use miririsa, mirirsa, which we typically uh, previously had said was mar. So Amalei my daitech. He said, "Why are you looking for dafka for mirirsa? That mar is you might." Uh, recall was ironically listed as the last of the eligible vegetables for Mara. So you say, He says, Is the reason why you're specifically looking for Maria so is because you like the idea of it being bitter and, and you know that those are the most bitter? But in the Mishnah, right, it prefers Chazeret. That's what the Mishnah listed first. Actually, right, so. And that and that should be significant. also listed chazeret first. and also said mitzvah So everybody said mitzvah The best thing to do would be to use chazeret. So why are you looking for merirta? Like the rabbi said, chazeret was better. And so what? Who are you to say that the fact that it's sharper is better? Rava, my chasa. 
And Rava says the Chazeris is not Merirta, but rather it's Chasa, it's this lettuce. So my Chasa, the Chas Rachmana Yilavan. By the way, incidentally, parenthetically, why do we call lettuce Chasa? We call lettuce Chasa because Chasa is Mar, right? And Mar, and, and so, right, Chasa is, in other words, that which we call lettuce is marar, and because it is marar, it reminds us the chas rachmanay lavan that Hashem took pity on us and saved us from Mitzrayim, and that's why, in fact, when you go to uh, wherever you go to Cafe Rimon in Mamila Mall, and you have a salad with chasa in it, that chasa is so called because it's marar, and Hashem showed His rachmanus on us. So that's interesting. Anyway. Why are the Egyptians in fact compared to Mar? Just like Mar starts off in the beginning, it's soft, and at the end, it's hard. This is talking about uh, during its maturation process, it becomes really hard. So too were the Mitzrim. At first, they were soft, right? This is a calendrical coincidence. We're in Parshas Vayichi. They were about to read Yisrael starting off. In Mitzrayim as celebrities, if you will, and slowly but surely hardening into the bitter uh, slavery. So Amarle Hadribi, I actually am. Uh, I, I I reversed myself in a in a moment of right introspection and humility. Of Achabarava, in fact, concedes and says, "You know what? I'm going to stop searching for the Marissa. I'm going to go for the Chasa. You you got me. Okay, now." A general question the Gemara is going to ask regarding the mitzvah of Mar. Where do we know altogether that Mar is a vegetable? Maybe it's a type of fish. Maybe we should be eating spicy salmon as Mar. So the Gemara answers, No, just like it has to be similar to Matzah. This is all Mesorah. But we are comparing in the Masora the Mara to the Matzah, just like Matzah is made out of, right, something which comes to the ground, um, i.e. grain, so too is Mara has to be ground from the ground. Okay, Ve'ema Hirduf. Okay, but maybe it's referring to Hirduf. Hirduf uh, was the bitter type of tree. In other words, the tree also grows from the ground. I see here that Rashi quotes the the the, the Mechilta says that that was the tree that Moshe used to miraculously sweeten the May Mara. Okay, well that was a tree. Why are we going after these right veggies? Why aren't we taking something that's from a tree? So do me the matzah ma matzah means rhyme afmar means rhyme. Well, similarly, again, they are both types of things that come straight out of the ground, and therefore that's where we're going with matzah. So says the Gemara. But maybe it should be a type of plant that's poisonous to animals. So it says, Just like matzah can be bought with maizah sheni, also, right, mar has to be able to be taken with maizah sheni, which is to say that the Torah is only listing what? Edible, edible things. In other words, we're not eating like disgusting perfume or soap or whatever, uh, even if it is. Homegrown, like um, my my son Moshe was taken by a big um, advertising campaign and just bought, bought himself a box of soap. Anyway, so we're not referring to this; referring to actual edibles. So Amalei Rabbah Bar Rav Chanan Labai Amar Marachad. How do we know that all, any of these vegetables are in fact eligible? Maybe the Torah meant one specific thing, Chad, and like 
we're, we're really looking for is the one thing that can be mar. Like, how do we know that many different things can be eligible as mar? So my answer is, Ksiv Mirorim, Almatos Mirorim Yachlu. Ah, that's an allusion to the fact that there, in fact, multiple things that could be eligible as mar. Okay, so that means that it's plural, but maybe we're not looking for a list of like five or six or eight different things. Maybe it's just two different things, and we should identify those two two different things if we want to be able to be Yotze. Just like we know that you can, in fact, make matzah out of uh, different types of grains, five different types of grains, right? I thought maybe more. We had the mission before. Be that as it may. Uh, matzah can be made out of uh, a variety of different kinds of grains, and similarly, that would be the case for the mar as well. Okay, now uh, a digression, and then we're almost at the mission, and we're almost done. So Amar Barhuna Amarav Yerakas Shamer Chalim Shalom Yetzer Ben Yidech of Asav Pesach Kulon Israel Baruga Achas. An incredible thing. We know that there's an idea of kelaim that you can't have different types of of um, vegetables of growths planted right together. This idea that they have to be separated, okay? They can't be aruga achas, right? The aruga would be like one bed, one plant bed, okay? So over here, we have an idea that all these yurakos that are mentioned in the name of Mara, they're like one category. So with respect to kelaim, as an aside, because they're all sort of Mara eligible, they're all similar enough that you could plant them together without being violating this sort of kelaim. Wow. Is that what you're saying? They could be all be planted in one bed because you don't you're not violating Kalaim? So Masiv Rava, Rava challenged that. Because he had a Mishnah in Kilaim. The second Mishnah in all of Masechas Kilaim says the following Khazaris Vikhazaris Galin, Ulshin Vilsha Sade, Krishna Khisha Sade, Kutzba Bakhusbar Sade, Khaira Bakhara Mitri, Lasa Mitri, Darmutsa, Ainam Kalaim Zabazah. So the Mishnah there takes like Khazaris and Khazaris Galin, takes like each um, sort of brand and puts it together with the twin and says that those things are the same. But the Mishnah implies that these things each would be separate from each other. Now, all of these things were, or at least the Ulshin and the Chazeres were mentioned as being eligible for what? For Mar. And yet we see, it seems to imply in the second Mishnah in Kalaim that even though they're eligible for Mar, they're separated from each other. And therefore should be, in fact, considered Kalaim if they're Planted together. So Rav infers as follows. He's going to spell this out. What we just said. Chazeres for Chazeres Galen in. The Chazeres and Chazeres Galen. Yeah, that's true. That pairing is allowed in the Mishnah Kalim. However, Chazeres for Ulshin, no. Chazeres and Ulshin sound like they're part two different uh, items on this list. Right? And if you're going to say, well, no. They were all taught together in one Mishnah, and therefore everything on that list in the first Mishnah in Kalim, the second Mishnah in Kalim, rather. Everything on that list is can be planted with each other. That's can't be true because Rav, Rav himself said with regards to that Mishnah, Zugo Sugos Katani, that it taught it was teaching you in fact pairs. And so each pair can be, right, according from respect to Kalaim, each pair can be planted with itself, but they cannot be planted with each other. So to that the Gemara answers, My Nizrin Damarav, Nizrin Kilchasan. Yeah. He's saying that yeah, they can be planted in a way uh, separate from each other so they're not Kalaim. The Gemara, however, says kil chasan. Are you saying that he says that you can only uh, plant them that way? Tanina. That would be totally not necessary because we already learned it in that Mishnah in Kilaim. That when you have one of these six by six trachim planting beds, that there you could sow within them five different types of seeds, four on four sides of the bed and then one in the center, which is to say we have a way of social distancing 
right? Five different types of seeds, even within a six by six bed, that is in fact uh, going to include all of them. And so we can distance them, themselves enough in a six by six uh, planting bed so as to not violate Kalaim. So the Gemara to that answer is, you might have thought that that applies only to the Zrayim, right? To grains and legumes, where the seeds were we discussed before, where the seeds are consumed. Zrayim is where, um, as the seed decomposes, the plant comes out, as opposed to, let's say, these bulbous things like uh, onions, where the onion itself remains extant, even if shoots come out of it. Again, here with vegetables, you would think that that separation is not sufficient. Why? Because they're drawing the nourishment from a wider area, right? The seed is not decomposing. It's still extant in the ground. Maybe it needs more nourishment. Kamash Malan, that's what Rav is teaching you there, that this Mishnah's uh, five-point arrangement of social distancing, right? Like I was just in an elevator because we were visiting, staying in a hotel. They had red squares, four uh, squares on the sides on each corner of the elevator as if they were six feet apart, which they were not. But somehow, like, you know, one of these imaginary things that that uh, hopefully helps the spread of uh, the COVID-19 virus. So anyway, if they had been following the configuration, they had four corners off of the, and where you're supposed to stand in the elevator. If they'd been following this configuration of the Mishnah, they would also have like a little square in the middle. Anyway, in addition to that. So the Gemara asks, as we finish up over here, the name of the Rakos Salim is Ryan, but you're going to say the vegetables draw more nourishment than seeds, that's not. Right? The Mishnah, in fact, right, in Kalim, implies the exact opposite, which is that seeds have to be planted in separate planting beds, and Yurakos can be planted with this configuration in the same. So, Ah. So that's true. And so perhaps the other explanation is that no, that these Marar, you might have thought that they are deemed Zrayim and therefore can't be planted together. The what lesson here is that they're not in fact considered Zrayim, but rather they're considered vegetables. Well, the Gemara has issues with that as well because Zrayim is like a daitach, that's not Yerakos. Where would you even have the Hava Amina? Where would you have the, right, where, where would you come up with the idea that these were considered Zrayim? We learned in our Mishnah well, what's, what was the very first language of our Mishnah, Hadar? Right? We said that they are Yerakos. So why would you think that there's rhyme if we use the words Yerakos already? Vitani Bakapar Yerakos. And even all the Bryces, Bakapar used the words Yerakos. Vitani Debe Shmuel Yerakos. Shmuel also used the word Yerakos. Uh, so that's, that seems to knock that suggestion off. So the Gemara says, okay, this is what we're saying. With regards to Chazeris, we needed to learn this. Since the Chazeris is eventually going to harden, you have to give it extra space, and we can't plant it in the small bed together with other things. Has not so you think maybe Rabbi Yosef Mechanis there say that a stalk of cabbage that became hard that needs a little bit more. He learned it right uh, uh, elsewhere that he needs a a little more area for these things that uh, become so hardened. You may have thought too with respect to Chazeris that as we described it also becomes hard that it would need extra space. No, you don't need any additional space. Okay. Finishing off, we said it could be either dry or wet. That if you use the stalk, then it could be soft, it could or uh, it could be moist or dry. But with regards to leaves, moist is okay, 
But if they're dried out, no. Dried out, dried out leaves are not going to be good because the stalks, they maintain some right moisture um, and vitality. And they don't dry out to the extent that they lose the taste. But leaves become like dust. So leaves are going to have to be moister. Okay. Yeah, but before we said that you could be yotze with the stalks. So that's implied in the um, that before we were talking about yotze to the leaves. The Gemara says, no, Purusha Kamifarsh. That last uh, clause in the Mishnah is only explaining the earlier part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah was re- talking about whether moist or dry. It was, resp- re- it was describing, it's expl- expounding that that was referring to the stalk. And not to the leaves. However, uh-huh. the statement is that you could be yotze with them or with their stalk. Well, when we say with them, what do you think we were talking about? And in both of them, it says it could be either moist or dry. So, that's the statement of Right? In that particular context, the Chacham said that you could only be yotze for them when they're moist, v'shavin. And yet, Rameir and the Chacham both agree that yotze mehem kamushim, that you can be yotze when they are withered. Avalo kavushim, but not when they are pickled. Velo shlukin, nor stewed, nor mevushalem, etc., nor cooked. So, call us shodavah. Here is the general rule. As the Italian omelet arrives, so I'm going to have to make this quick. Here's the general rule. If it has a taste of mar, you can be yotze. Well, here again, we see the, the primacy of this idea of the taste. Uh, not tam shalmar, tam mar. It has to have a bitter taste. You need to have that bitter taste in order to fulfill the obligation. Perhaps this is where, uh, the again, the chazonish um, takes on this idea that we don't care that it becomes bitter later. Um, we really want it to be bitter now. But again, that, that's not mainstream halacha. Most people, I think, use the romaine lettuce in its not fully bitter taste. By the way, chrein that comes with the bottles, you know that that's, all that purple stuff is beets, right? That, you're not you're saying nothing with that. But the ground, um, the ground stuff um, that's truly bitter might be okay. Uh, finally, finishing off here, the Gemara says, Targuma akelach. We interpret Rameir saying, specifically to the stalks, and that's how we explain that, in fact, the leaves have to be moist, but the stalks can be either way because they don't lose their, um, their taste in those, in those regards. Now, before we said that vegetables, we said, are suitable, even though they're withered, but this was Machlokas Tanayim, Tanar Banam, Ein you can't be yotze when they're uh, withered, Mishum Behem Kemushin, so that was Machlokas Tanayim. And finally, the final issue regarding the mar vegetables, Bari Rami Barchama, there he is, Rami Barchama, the subject of Shir Schmidtman's PhD thesis in Hebrew University on Rami Barchama. What did he have to say about this? Can you be Yoitse with Mar with Maiser Shani Yerushalayim? Says the Gemara. Rabbi Kiva actually held that matzah, we already learned this, right, in the last few dapim. That the matzah you can use for matzah baked for maaser sheni. So of course there's no shaila there. Hashta be matzah daraisa nafik because matzah, he says maaser sheni over there, which he knows is daraisa. He says that you yotze be mar darbanim bai right? Where again, what's the darbanim daraisa here? The daraisa here is that we know with grains that you have a maaser sheni um, uh, obligation me daraisa. With vegetables, that's not the case. The maaser case with vegetables presumably is darbanan. Right, because only grains and certain fruit are really midor raisa. Of course, we do take off maaser on vegetables, but that is midor banan. So you might think that that's the issue. That maybe there you would think 
that um, that that maybe you would right because it, there's less of a reason. In other words, as the Gemara continues to say, according to Galili, who says that you can't use Meiser Shani as matzah. So maybe, so according to Rabbi Kiva, it says that you can, so for matzah, you can use it, certainly you can use it for mar. But according to Rabbi Yosef Galil, it says you can't use it for matzah, maybe he would say so only because the meiser of matzah is midah raisa. But for the meiser of mar, which is derabanan, perhaps there he would say that it's mutter. So my, what would be the lacha according to Rabbi Yosef Galil? The matzah deraisa udulonafik. Perhaps he would say that you're not yotzei be matzah because of midah raisa. Aval mar derabanonafik, but for mar, which is derabanan, you'd say that you are yotzei. Odil makodu takinu derabanan kein deraisa tikun. The famous concept of Shechter, Hersha Shechter Shlita, always harps on. Maybe everything that you do me Deoraisa, so for example, with right in other words, whatever you do me Deoraisa, you pattern after Deoraisa. So Rabbi Yosef would say that the Deoraisa of Mara would have to be patterned over the Deoraisa of Matzah. Or would he say that because the Meiser issue of Mara is Deoraisa, perhaps he would allow you to eat the Mara of Meiser Shani in your Shalim. So Amarava to that, Rav says, "Mistaber matzah mar." It's logical to say that since matzah mar have already aforementionedly been linked to one another, even though that's not a word, since they have the same halachas with regard to the fact that they have to come to the, out of the ground, and they could be multiple, right, different types, as we said. So similarly, they would have the same halacha um, with regards to using their ma'aser sheni for mar. Okay, we'll pick up here with the Mishnah tomorrow.